My name is Sam Wright, and I'm here to say I'm going to do a promo in a major way. Don't listen to the links in the show you're going to hear. Listen to the ones I'm going to tell you, my dear. Go to patreon.com slash Metal Gear Mondays if you want to donate to the show. Go to facebook.com slash Metal Gear Mondays if you want to talk to the show. Go to Twitter at Metal Gear Monday if you want to tweet at the show. My name's Sam Wright. This has been fun. Now I gotta go make sure my bread is done. I put it in the oven. It's fine. Bye. Hey, and welcome to Metal Gear Mondays episode 5. This week, this is our first micro episode, and we are talking about Metal Gear Solid VR missions. Uh, I am Alessio Summerfield. Uh, I'm Cameron Hill. No, I'm Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm Sam Wright. I'm here. I'm back. And uh, Sam and I are going to be talking about Metal Gear Solid VR missions. Uh, I believe that Sam is the only other person from the group who's played it. And um, we wanted to essentially do like a micro kind of interstitial, like twenty to thirty minute episode um, on on sort of uh, chronological releases. So next week we will be talking about Ghost Babble for the Game Boy Color. Um, and Tower we're, of Ghost Babble. <laughs> we're not doing listener responses on the micro episodes, but if you want to send us some comments um, or give us a cool story about your time with the uh, interstitial games. Um, you can send us a comment anyway, and we will read it on the next comment episode. Um, so uh, definitely reach out to us uh, through the Geek Time website, which is geekti.me, or um, you can shoot us uh, Twitter messages. I'm at AC Summerfield, and Sam is uh, at Sam Wright DPS. Yep, yep. So let's get into it. Um, really briefly, I'm just going to. Uh, read the sort of overview um and this is provided by giantbomb.com so i'm gonna yeah not bill boy i'm gonna go ahead and cite them um we talked about it on the first episode of metal gear solid but i just wanted to do a quick recap um metal gear solid vr missions uh was published by konami and um it was developed by the konami computer entertainment japan um group which would later go on to be renamed kojima productions or koji pro for short um, it came out October 21st, 1999 on the original PlayStation. Um, and essentially the game has zero story. Um, it doesn't really, f- it does fit into the canon of Metal Gear, but we will go more in depth into that in MGS2. Um, and other than that, it's just kind of like a fun throwaway kind of weird side thing. Um, I know we mentioned previously that it was um, in Europe and in Japan. They had a re-release of MGS1 called Metal Gear Solid Integral. Um, it actually came with the VR Mission disc kind of pre-packed in. Um, but besides that, in the U.S., you had to buy VR Missions as a completely separate game. And uh, depending on how much it was on release, I mean, if it was like full game price, like, Sam, would you have been happy spending your game budget on this? Um. I don't know, like, being a kid and having to pick and choose, probably not. But being an adult that, like, 
has choices about what I can spend my money on now because I have a full-time job. Um, <laughs> I don't think I would have, I don't think it would be too hateful to assume that it, I would have made a good choice. There's a lot to it. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a lot of meat to it. The weird thing about it is it kind of, I don't know, it's weird. And again, this may be, uh, I know we've had like a little bit of a history on this show of being clouded by like modern game design uh, when looking back at some of these older games. But I feel like it doesn't do a very good job of like telegraphing to the player that you've unlocked um, additional stuff or that you even unlock stuff through playing, if that makes sense. Oh God, no, it doesn't. You're, you're absolutely right about that. It like, I mean, it's one thing that it's like, oh, you go back to sort of the list of missions and you're like, oh wow, there's more stuff here. Um, but the weird thing is like, there's like an extras menu option that's kind of tucked away and then has a bunch of extra shit hidden there that unlocks as you play. Yeah. So it's weird, like what it chooses to stick in the extras mode and what it chooses to put on the mission mode. Um, just going to give a brief synopsis of what kind of stuff is included in this. And then we can kind of talk about our personal experiences with what we played. Um, the game has uh, 300 VR missions total. Um, there were 10 VR missions that were included in Metal Gear Solid, um, and those 10 kind of return as like the first 10 that you play. Um, so it may feel a little redundant when you first kind of boot it up. Um, essentially, there is a couple different versions of everything. There's like most modes have like a practice mode, and then there'll be like a time attack mode, and then there'll be essentially like first, second, and third kind of categories based on score. So it's very much so just like a challenge mode kind of thing, but it's almost entirely built around the combat mechanics, which if you remember us talking about it in the Metal Gear Solid episodes, <laughs> the game's not really built to be that robust. Yeah. So, it, I don't know, it's weird. It It's a little awkward that it kind of times you. and I mean, you can get to a point where you can play the game very quickly, but it never feels like the game was made for that. So, I'm not sure. Um, but there are a whole bunch of weird unlockables. Just to break down the modes for you guys, there's sneaking mode, which is 30 VR missions, and the whole point is to just kind of get to your goal without being seen, and there are a couple different variations on the theme. Um, there's a weapon mode um, where it's five VR missions per weapon, um, and you essentially just have to destroy a set number of targets, kind of typical like target practice kind of stuff. Um, there's an advanced mode, um, but instead of targets, there's actual like enemies that fire back, um, and it's essentially the same as weapon mode. And then there's special modes, and this is where it gets interesting, and it unlocks a bunch of stuff as you play. Um, there's like a one-minute battle mode where you can do versus targets or versus enemies, um, which again, one shoots back, the other doesn't. Um, and sort of the point is to survive through the one minute and see how many targets you've destroyed. Um, there's a versus 12 mode, which, um, essentially puts you up against 12 live targets. Um, and you have limited ammo. So it's kind of like, see if you can kill everybody before you die. Um, there's a mystery mode, which is 12 VR missions. And this is fucking awesome, Sam. Um, I know I talked to you about it a little bit off record, but it's almost like each of the 12 is like a different, like, clue murder mystery yeah you did tell me about that it, it, it go into that a little bit more because i'm not entirely sure what you meant like it's just kind of it's weird so it's almost like an adventure game like, a like i can picture adventure game. clue and what clue is in my head but i can't really like 
figure out how that ties into Metal Gear Solid's gameplay. It's so there's some YouTube videos and I'll link them in the show notes, but essentially the way it breaks down is like you find little bits and pieces of evidence and you're kind of tasked with figuring out how this murder happened. And you essentially have to like watch the suspects and see who matches up with the evidence and like take pictures with your camera and like look at stuff in first person to like cue little like, uh, I guess choreographed scenarios. Hmm. Um, and that even has like its own little set of cutscenes based on each mission. It's really weird. Who's uh, um, L.A. Noir for L.A. Noir was L.A. Noir. <laughs> but I'd be interested to see. Like I know Kojima had a hand in this, um, and obviously, and I feel like we need to give uh, way more credit to just the entire team at Kojima Productions because mm-hmm. I think in this weird sort of auteur, like oh Kojima and Suda Fifty One and Sweary Sixty Five and all these people, like. <laughs> We uh yeah that's the guy who did uh, Deadly Premonition. Swery fifty five. Sixty five. Sixty five. He also did uh, D four. That game that just came out for Xbox One or it didn't was just it come like, out. But was that like a that had to have been a parody of Suda fifty one, right? I think so. When D four came out, he lost the the number at the end of his name. So I think he just had the number there as like a joke. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like in this kind of like weird Japanese auteur like. I mean, even Fumeto Ueda, the guy who did Shadow of the Colossus and Eco and Last like Guardian. These, like these huge, expansive games are attributed to one person, but really, yeah, one will do it without like this incredibly talented team of people behind them. Totally. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see who all put because I feel like people were developing these little special modes probably while MGS One was being developed. Like, I feel like these were almost like. Somebody made a bunch of test scenarios, and they were like, these are badass. Let's make a game out of it. Um, But yeah, so outside of the mystery mode, there's puzzle mode where there are 10 VR missions, and you have to use kind of puzzle-solving skills, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, You either have to, like, destroy targets, or you have to kind of pay attention to enemy movements and kind of figure out how to get from one point of the map to the other. Um, It's not too different from the other modes, but it's a little different. Um, and then there's weird variety mode, which variety mode uh, has random stuff. And every is that the one that different. I like? I distinctly remember in my head that giant genome soldier. Yeah, so is that he's where named that's from? he's named Janola, and you have to rescue Meryl from him. Oh my god! Um, and so then there's like also a King Kong type of parallel. Yes, and there's also UFO shooting <laughs> mini games. It's really weird, man. Um, but yeah, I can't remember how to get rid of Janola, but I definitely remember that he slips and falls into like the back of the level, like is a way to get rid of him. Um, it's weird. And a lot of these missions kind of make a triumphant return in Metal Gear Solid two subsistence, mm-hmm. um, with way better graphics. And in my opinion, way more playable. And, uh, I think well, when the we, whole game itself was way more playable. Yeah. I think when we get to MGS two, I'm probably going to lose a lot of time playing the extra stuff. Mm-hmm. I, uh, so. uh, unrelated, but, um, I am very disappointed that you didn't give any mention to my, uh, try not to get peed on joke. Oh, I know. Well, we recorded the episode, oh man, behind the scenes for everybody. We recorded the episode before I actually listened to your comment uh, and then I inserted it and listened to it. So yeah, to be completely honest though, I told Cameron about the peeing thing. Like I was like, watch out for a peeing guard. Like before he ever started playing it, so um, we are of one mind. Yes, 
But real quick wrap up on just sort of the selection of stuff. Uh, we have 10 VR missions that are just labeled VR mission, which is really weird. And they just kind of make you do everything that you've learned in like one big map. Mm. Um, and then once you beat a majority of them or maybe all of them, you unlock Cyborg Ninja mode where you can play through all of them as the ninja with the sword. Yeah. Um, and then there's NG selection, which is apparently just kind of variety puzzle riffs as well. Um, there are a few unlockables that I really want to talk about just because I don't know. We'll, we'll get to it. I'm going to go through it and let's just talk about them. <laughs> okay. So if you complete 85% of the VR missions, you unlock Cyborg Ninja's uh, title screen, which um, is a little different than the title screen that it kind of ships with. If you beat all the sneaking modes with uh, the best time, you get Mei Ling photo shoot under the extras, which is really weird. So you see, and there's also a um, Naomi photo shoot, which actually is already unlocked when you get the game. Um, but it's like in this weird kind of VR stage, and you just kind of observe them doing things. So there's two Naomi modes. There's one of her kind of standing and just smiling, and then there's a second Naomi option where she's like sitting at a desk and typing and you can just take pictures of them and save them to your memory card so which that's is like really weird. it's like definitely um that whole japanese voyeur culture thing right because it's really yeah. weird yeah i it one you can't exit the mission until the timer runs out and it's like three minutes yeah so i started it just to see what it was and then literally just ran around in circles for three minutes because, like, once I took one picture, it was just like, okay, like, it's just the same thing from different angles, and the camera doesn't zoom that far. Yeah. So it makes a weird return, too, in MGS4. I don't know if you remember the weird... Oh, after you, uh, like, like if you pull your camera out while you're fighting the beauties? Yeah, it's... Yeah. I don't know. It's That goes back to kind of, like... I mean, I love Japanese games, and I love how, like, quirky and kind of culturally... Uh, different than you, you U.S. games they are, but it kind of lends itself to this weird, like, I'll play a Metal Gear game and be like, this is really great, and then something really pervy will happen, and I'll just fucking facepalm and be like, did you have to include that? Like, the game was great, and then it just had this, like, hyper-juvenile kind of, like, stupid moment that just makes it look bad to not fans. Mm -hmm. Well, so it's kind of like know. the whole thing, even in the, in the, in the, for, in the first one, um... Where if you hurry up fast enough to see Meryl in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of like Snake's just like talking about her butt and like how cute her butt is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so goofy, man. Like, it's <laughs> fucking goofy. And then mystery mode you get from completing 70% of the missions. NG selection mode is 80%. Ninja mode is 85%. Puzzle mode is 50%, and then secret picture mode is if you beat every mission in the entire game. Now, the most interesting of all is if you complete the game 100%, you unlock a picture of Metal Gear Ray, which is the Metal Gear featured in MGS2. Yeah. Which is interesting, because that's not the only thing featured in M MGS2. And I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm just going to say, and I'm sure Sam can agree with this, there are certain aspects of VR missions that come back in a big bad way in Metal Gear Solid 2. Yes. Which is interesting in general because I think it might be one of the most underplayed games in the series next to like Ghost Babble and Metal Gear Acid. So oh, yeah, for sure. Because I assume you're talking about what you explained to me. 
Yeah, that or, that and like also kind of the coincidence about how many VR missions there are and how many get talked about by a yeah. certain character later. Yeah. It's weird. So that's why I say it's not canon, but it is canon. Yeah. It's it's really weird. They tie they tie it all into the main game in an interesting way. But but yeah, so Sam, before we sort of uh wrap up our quick little micro episode on this sort of essentially what amounts to a collection of mini games. Um, can you tell me kind of when you first encountered this game and what your thoughts were when you first played it and if it held your attention at all after the first few missions? Um, I actually thought that I had it when I was younger. Um, but in the course of us talking about it, both often on the episode, I realized that I only had ever played the 10 that came with MGS one. Gotcha. Um, and I remember being very bad at them. I think I, I think when I was younger, I never got past the um, the first the first cardboard box one. Oh yeah, or I never with the got I, yeah with the cameras. I could just never figure out how to sneak past them. And I did it first try when I started playing it the other night. Mm. Um, so it was just kind of weird. But it's 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 interesting because I'm probably going to go back and play MGS one for fun at this point mm-hmm. because I bought the Legacy Collection. Um, and a PS3. And Sam it, bought a console for this show, everybody. Yeah, I didn't buy it for this show. I bought it because I wanted it. But it Aww. also happened that I needed it for the show. Um, Have you played Metal Gear Rising? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, if you hadn't, you should also get that. Yeah. Um, no, I played that one. That's a weird one. Um, and that's that. I also, like off off topic for a second, but I also don't think that's one that I want to replay. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> because and we'll talk about it when we get to it, but it just stressed me out so bad. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed my time with it, but I can definitely see where you're coming from. But um but yeah, it's cause I'm planning on I bought a used copy of Legacy Collection with the thought in my head that um that I wasn't gonna be able to play VR missions or one because it's a used copy, but I tried the code that it came with and it just so happened that it wasn't redeemed. So That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I straight up am going to play MGS one at some point. But it's weird going back because I haven't played it in years at this point. Um and just like playing the game like with the old mechanics and how they played out because it's even though they're kind of like antiquated this antiquated at this point. Is that how you say it? antiquated? Whatever. Yeah, there you go. Antiquated. Antiquated. There's a Q in there. Um <laughs> even though they're kind of antiquated at this point, um, it's really easy to get back into, and it's amazing how just how much better I am at the game now than I was. Oh, totally. It's like it's, my hand-eye coordination is so much better, even though it's still shit. And it's just kind of like <laughs> it's like I was just doing things and doing them, doing them like lightning, man. It was crazy. It's weird how um, once it kind of clicks that like, especially in MGS one and in MGS two, how um, depending on the floor surface. You can yes. just fucking literally walk up to them and they won't even notice you sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's weird how, like, it's kind of like horror games. Like, once you remove the fear, you can fucking blow through the game. Oh, yeah. Um, because that happened to me, especially, like, most recently with Outlast. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with that game. The um, yeah. It was, like, one of the first game. ever PS Plus games. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, at first when I started playing that game, it literally took me forever to get from one point to the other because I was just super terrified. And then once I kind of broke my brain and told myself, like, it's a game, just run, 
think of them as like any other enemy of any other game. Um, and then suddenly the game was like essentially like easy mode. Like I just kind of looked past the creepy mood and just kind of sped around and did what I had to do. That's um, how, um, that's how dead space was for me. Yeah. What's weird is like not telling myself that it was a game made it to the point where like I could not play it for very often because I would stress myself out. So, but yeah, like, I don't know. Um, I had a sort of similar experience. It was actually funny. Um, for those of you who have not heard me talk about my wife, Kristen, um, which her name comes up on the off the record episode of geek time podcast that is recently coming out. So definitely look at that. Cause I thought it was amazing. <laughs> it should be as of, as of this episode, it should be coming out. Um, this coming Friday. Oh, that's right. Yep. Um, just in time for Halloween. Um, but essentially, uh, Kristen was using my computer to do some work because her laptop was on the fritz and I was just kind of sitting around with nothing much to do. And I looked over at my bookshelf and I was like kind of browsing through things and I was like, man, I've not played VR missions in forever. So I just popped it in the PS2 and ended up tearing through like a good, like 30 or 40% of the game just while I was hanging out with Kristen. Um, and one thing that jumped out at me is I completely, now that I've played metal gear one and two, I'd never realized that the, um, music in the background during the VR missions is actually the metal gear one, like sneaking music. Yeah. Um, and there's just a lot of really cool, like Easter eggs that kind of hint at other games in the series. Um, and fun fact, our theme song is the VR missions. Yeah. It was really weird. Like, um, starting the missions out and hearing that theme song over and over again. <laughs> Cause like, it's been forever since I've even thought about VR missions. And I like went in and the first thing I heard was our theme song. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what if like, as you play the VR mission, you just hear our voices happen. Like <laughs> it just starts streaming our podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in to metal gear Mondays. <laughs> yeah. Well, and fun fact, when we get to it, metal gear solid four actually features an in game podcast that you can listen to on your iPod. Yeah, I think we talked about that in like... No, we didn't talk about it on the show. We talked about that beforehand. Yeah. While we were workshopping the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much VR missions in a nutshell. Um, I would say it's definitely worth it to check out if you're a big fan. I believe it's on PSN um, as a singular download. And also if you buy the Legacy Collection, it's kind of packed in. So you kind of get it as an extra. Or if you want to play Russian Roulette and buy a used copy of VR missions or of a <laughs> Legacy Collection like I did... <laughs> yep. And don't trust Sam on that though. Cause me and Sam apparently have unnatural gaming luck. Cause we've, we've both won game systems out of claw machines. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got my Vita, man. That yep. I no longer have. And that's how I got my three DS, which I still have. <laughs> um, which fun fact as well, referencing the off the record episode, it is in a hello kitty case. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Wait until you guys hear that. Cause it's the most ridiculous thing I think we've ever done. I'm surprised that you guys were surprised by that. I thought everybody knew that I was like really into Hello Kitty for some reason. <laughs> we're giving them too much information. That's, <laughs> That's true. TMI, TMI. I'll pull it back. Unplug, um, unplug rewind, or scrub your mind. Psycho Manus. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, so that's uh, that's VR missions in a nutshell. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and throw this sort of word of caution out there. If you're not a fan of MGS1 um, and you aren't a big enough fan to kind of want to see where some of the more humorous elements of Metal Gear Solid maybe got their kind of start, 
Um, I will say VR missions is probably the goofiest and like less of a game and more of like a collection of just silly one-off things um, than any other game in the series. So if you're not a big fan of the MGS one mechanics, if you're not a big fan of like playing challenge levels just to unlock more challenge levels, um, it's probably not worth it. And I would definitely just watch some YouTube videos. Um, it's definitely like, um, it's not, it's like, it's like not a game for Cameron. Oh yeah. I'm going to go ahead and yeah, um, that's, yeah, that's the I think best way I to put th- it. Like if I think, I think Isaac may have liked it if he had a chance to play it, but mm-hmm. it's like, if you're a, if you're a, if you're cons- consistently a Cameron of the world, <laughs> then it's probably not the game for you. Yeah, I would agree with that. The whole time I was playing it, I was like, Cameron would fucking hate this. Like, So, yeah, because it pretty much strips the game of everything Cameron liked about Metal Gear Solid 1. Well, yeah, it's, it's pretty much like you have to be, you have to just be one with the mechanics, honestly, because that's all it is at the end of the day. It's yeah. you playing the game with no story driving you forward. It's just like, well, here's a goofy thing, so let me do that. It's really, it's it's for the fans. It yeah. really is. It's, it's legitimately fan service. Yeah, it's good though. But yeah, so that that's it. Um, again, if you have any thoughts on this or Ghost Babble, just go ahead and shoot us a message. And honestly, if we if we find anything on our Twitter account or on Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com slash geektimepod, or is it geekti.me, Sam, on Facebook? No. What is it? Is it? What are you talking about? The Facebook page for Geek Time proper. Like Geek Time itself? Yeah. It's official Geek Time. Uh, okay, Facebook.com slash official geek time. Um, Twitter we, is also geek time pod. Um, yeah. yeah. Or geek underscore time on Twitter. If yeah. you go to our website, which is geekti.me, we actually have all of the social buttons at the top right. Um, so definitely check those things out. Um, we may want to look into getting a contact form put on the website. We just, so, uh, we okay. just, we. Just actually retweaked the website um, yep. and its appearance settings and stuff like that. Um, there used to be a contact form, and I'm gotcha. trying to figure out how to get the thing that we have up there on the, the top bar now on gotcha. there as well as having the contact form. Cool. So, okay. I'm, I'm so, looking into it. So, yeah, um, definitely keep your eyes open for that because we'd love to uh, read listener responses. And if we have more games to give away, um, I'm sure you guys would like to get free shit. So... Um, yeah, let us know what you think. Definitely check us out. We just started a SoundCloud, which is awesome and is kind of like a repository for everything that we do on the network. Yeah. And that is soundcloud.com slash geektimepod, I believe. Yep, yep, yep. Um, um, We're also, and I, I was, it was brought to my attention that these are popular options for people who listen to podcasts. We're also on Overcast and Stitcher. Awesome. Um, over, I think online it's Overcast.fm, but there's an app on um, iOS and I believe Android called uh, Overcast that you can download. And Stitcher is also another podcast one. So we're on both of those. All of our shows are. Perfect. So, yeah, you can pretty much find us all over the place. and Literally uh, anywhere. Definitely rate and review us on iTunes if you have not already. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Do you have any admin notes for them, Sam? Um... No, I don't, but I just want everybody to um, remember that it's just a box. It is. Just a box.